What is going on, everyone? My name is Sabrina, and welcome back to another episode of Season 2 On Fire Podcast. For those who are here for the first time, for those who are coming back, welcome. I'm so excited, so thankful, and so grateful that you guys are tuning in for today's an amazing episode because you could be anywhere else, but you're choosing to be here in this podcast, in this moment, with your girl Sabrina, and of course, with Jesus, first and foremost. But again, thank you for guys, thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode um, because we are in a message series titled the purpose of fasting in this message series, for those who have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm talking about, I will be highlighting and pinpointing the six main purposes to fasting, just kind of answering guys' questions on what's the whole point of fasting, why should Christians fast, what are we benefiting? Again, fasting is a spiritual discipline. It is a spiritual power tool in our walk with Jesus. I think fasting in general, I know there's the physical fasting, you know, for working out, you know, just health benefits but i feel like the spiritual fasting is a whole whole lot better let's just put that out there a whole lot better because it is a spiritual discipline a spiritual power tool in our walk with jesus and how these six different main purposes or these six reasonings is something we could benefit from and while in a fast I hope that really makes sense because it will later on in the series. But last episode, I got to do the first reasoning, the first part called self-humility and how I talk a lot about how humbleness plays a big, big role when you're walking with Jesus, not just in a fast, but in general when you're walking with Jesus, because you are called to be humble. You need to come with a humble heart before God. You need to humble yourself before you come to the Lord. And again, I talk a lot about that. And later on in the series, I will highlight and pinpoint a lot of things that I've said in that episode. So make sure you go get watch that and then once you're done make sure you come back here because you don't want to miss out on today's episode before i go any further with today i know i said last episode that and the episode the intro to this message series titled what is fasting again go check that out um i talked about doing this jesus fast with you guys now i said in those episodes that i was giving up sweets because i'm a big um sweet tooth i love to you know eat a lot of sweets you know candy chocolate you name it gummies any kind of candy any kind of desserts ice cream cake i'm just a sweet tooth i would say that's my family but you probably don't know my family but i'm a big big sweet tooth kind of gal so i was like you know what i need to give that up because i can go crazy especially with like when i'm eating healthy throughout the week and then the weekend comes and i'm like oh i just want to eat everything you know that's binge eating so i started to realize that because i was such on a like strict diet i've realized that it's not very healthy for me to be, be on a strict diet because it really the the more I lost weight like when it came to the weekends I was like gaining it back really fast and that was because I was restricting myself to so many things and I was like binge eating on the weekends and or any chance that I got like if there was a bunch of food just a buffet I would go crazy and that's not very healthy especially when you're you're supposed to have the body of Christ a temple you're supposed to protect your temple which is your body's so I was like you know that's probably not a good idea to do so one thing I really sacrificed to God was binge eating and what I wanting from this fast this Jesus fast this 40 day fast that I introduced you guys that I wanted to do with you guys and I know a couple of you guys have been joining in with me you know letting me know that you were doing this fast and shout out to you all who have been you know reaching out to me and letting me know that I love you all and God loves you more but one thing I am looking forward to this fast is a spiritual discipline you know self-discipline and like what I'm eating and anything in general and self-control again what I'm eating because I think my main key is I want to make sure I'm taking care of my body and my temple and I'm not just going crazy and eating all this junk food you know I don't want that gluttony or gluttony however they say I don't want that in my life anymore so I'm just that's pretty much what I'm wanting is spiritual discipline that self-discipline and self-control 
in anything that I do, you know, being on my phone or anything like that, just wrapping it all up, just self-control and self-discipline is what I'm seeking in this Jesus fast. And it has been hard. Okay. Let me tell you, it has been hard. Like I've been seeing cakes. I've been seeing ice creams. I've been seeing chocolate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't do this. Jesus I was like, how did you do it? Like the homie walked 40 days, 40 nights without food. And I can't even handle one single piece of chocolate. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I, I've been doing great so far. You know, I haven't, you know, I slipped up here and there, but I control it and I ask for forgiveness and I keep on going. And I just repent and I, again, I just keep going. So for those who are doing this with me, strong soldiers, strong men and women of God, I'm very happy, very proud of you that you're deciding to do this with me. But that's just my journey that it has been one week since the Jesus fast and we have plenty more to go, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God and Jesus has for me in this fast. But anyways, let's just go ahead and jump into today's episode. In today's episode, I will be giving and talking about the second purpose, the second reasoning to fasting and what that looks like. Today's, as you can tell by the title, grow closer to God. So the second purpose I would say in the purpose of fasting is growing closer to God. And today we're just going to talk about how that looks like, what that looks like, and just kind of share a few examples on. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump into today's episode. So growing closer to God, you know, there are levels, there are things that we go through, right? And I like to call that like a spiritual growth. Now, for those who don't know what a spiritual growth, the best example I can say is baby Christian on fire, okay? You go from being a baby Christian, meaning you don't know a lot of things in the walk, you're very weak to temptate, like you give in so easily, and then when you are going through a lot, you're growing closer, da-da-da-da-da, you become on fire, where like those temptations have no hold on you, they're just very like, mm, whatever, like a bug, you're just like flicking it off, you know, it's whatever, you know, those top, you know, baby Christians on fire, like that's the best example I can give you. But a spiritual growth involves learning more and leaning and learning about God. We all start somewhere when we become Christians. At the start of our journey, some of us may be more familiar with God's word, while others may be completely new to the concept of salvation and exactly what that looks like. For me, I didn't grow up in church. I was raised in Catholic ways. Um, I didn't really go to church every Sunday in a Catholic church. I know my mom really tried to get us in church, you know, here and there, but she was also herself struggling getting into church as well. But we were raised Catholic because of my grandma. We were raised Catholic, you know, doing this, the Lent as the Jesus, they would like to call the Jesus fast, which is the religious way. And as a kid, I didn't know. Again, I talk a lot about this in the intro to what is fasting. I could talk about it again, but for the sake of the time, I'm not going to do that. So make sure you go check out that episode. But again, that was a religious way. I was taught a religious way. I didn't grow up learning to have a relationship with God or Jesus. I was little for me. I know he forgives and forget. I knew he had disciples or I didn't know that's what they were called. I knew there was worship. I knew God loves us. You know, the simple thing, God loves you. God forgives you. You know, God wants you to be with him. Just the simple things as a kid, but I never really knew a relationship. I never really knew God's word, like, like casting out demons and spiritual warfares and spiritual realms. You know, I didn't know zip. Okay. I came in just very like empty. Like I was just like, okay, fill me. Like, I just, I just want to be filled. Like, just uh, tell me, tell me everything. You know, I would go to church just thinking that way. So again, spiritual growth involves learning more about and leaning into God, just learning more and more about him. Now, Sabrina, how can you tell when you're, when you have a spiritual growth, how can you know exactly that you're growing in your spiritual life? What does that look like? Spiritual growth can be reflected through our actions. Sabrina, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that if you had a hard time forgiving people, now you show mercy upon them. You're like, you know what? They probably yelled at me today or I 
probably they probably cut me off on the road or something because they're having a bad day. So I forgive them and I'm gonna show love and grace and mercy on them. You know, it's just the simple things you're like serving others now. If you had a hardened heart and all of a sudden you start you know, opening up, you know, you start, your heart is very soft and where you're just like, you know, showing love, you're caring for others, you're showing kindness, you know, the fruit of the spirit. Now that way, if you're showing the fruit of the spirit, which is like, um, goodness, gentleness, forbearance, patience, and all those other good things, gentleness, self-control, which is a big one, I'm, uh, hint, I'm trying to work on, you know, self-control, then you're able to sh realize that you have a spiritual growth, that you're growing spiritually. Now, I'm not going to lie. That doesn't mean you have to have every single character of the, uh, of the fruit of the spirit. Yes, it is. You are supposed to work on that. But what I'm trying to say, it is hard because, again, we are human and God knows that. And if he didn't know that, he wouldn't have sent his son Jesus for us. But because he knew that, he sent Jesus so that we have his mercy, we have his grace, and we have the ministry of reconciliation. We can rec reconcile with God and have a relationship with him because of Jesus, because we are human, okay? So we are going to mess up. We are going to slip up, especially in this fast. Don't be too hard on yourself. I know that that was me for the first couple of days. Don't be too hard on yourself, okay? God knows that you're going to mess up. He knows you're going to slip up. He knows that it's going to be hard, but don't let that be an excuse, okay? Do not let that be an excuse for you to be like, oh, he knows. Let me just go ahead and eat this, or let me go ahead and get on my phone for this much. No, like, stick to it. Self-discipline. Have self-control on that. But anyway, self spiritual growth can be a reflection through our actions, okay? It's a reflection through our actions, so... How you were before is not how you're going to be when you're walking with Jesus, okay? Like, if you was a potty head or a party head, you are not going to be a party head. You're going to be a party head for Jesus, amen? But, again, spiritual growth can be reflected through our actions. So, you can tell growing in your spiritual life through your actions and how you speak and the way you act and all that good stuff. So, how does a fast exactly help us grow closer to God? Now, and a fast, I said in the beginning, in the intro, and I said it before in the last episode, that, you know, reading the reading the Bible helps you a lot. You know, you're supposed to spend more time meditating and reflecting in the Bible. It can be a couple chapters, it could be a couple verses, but it, it just uh, depends on how you did it before. Like, if you read a chapter a day, you read two. If you read three chapters a day, now you, you double it and read six. You know, you just add on to it. You're supposed to be more into the Word, especially when you are fasting from a certain amount of hours or fasting from this, fasting from that example like if you're fasting your phone for like 4 to 4 p.m then in that time you are supposed to feed yourself spiritually whatever that is worshiping listening to podcasts aka mine not just kidding aka this one but um you know just things like that speeding is feeding you spiritually so three things obviously are the main key points to how to like what exactly to do in a fast to help you go closer to god is one reading the bible Okay, first and foremost, it's obvious, it's it's plain and simple. Well, not really because it's hard reading the Bible, but just reading the Bible. In 2 Timothy, it says in 3.16, I say this all the time, but it says all scripture is God breath. Now, what is God breath? God breath meaning life. If you go back to the book of Genesis, um, you see how God breathed life into Adam and Adam was, boom, alive, you know? So God's breath meaning life. So when we're reading the word, he is breathing life into us. Oh, doesn't that sound so beautiful? Like we're reading the word of God and all scripture in the Bible is God breath, meaning given us life. Because the word does say that the Bible is live and active today. So all scripture, it is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, let's just take that in for a sec. One, two, three, good. Now all scripture is God breath, meaning life. So all scripture is life and is useful for teaching. So the Bible teaches us 
to fix our ways. You know, the Bible teaches us not to do this, but it also informs us on history and what that looks like back in the Old Testament, back in the olden days, you feel me? Back in the Israelites, back with, you know, all these other things in the Old Testament with Moses, Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, um, Noah, and all, all them beautiful people out there back in the Old Testament. So it teaches us a bit of history and what that exactly looks like. That way we can connect it to the New Testament and how like they both connect. Because the Bible just, you could flip in the book of Ephesians and go back to Genesis. You know what I'm saying? So like it just connects. So it teaches us how, you know, the whole Bible works. And it's also used for rebuking. Rebuking, you may not know what that means. Rebuking means harshly correcting. Correcting. Uh, I taught that to my youth students just a couple months I think a couple months back and that's all they've been telling me like I'm harshly correcting someone I was like oh my gosh but they're great so harshly correcting I would say how can I put it I feel like by the by the authority of God we can correct our brother sister in Christ but with love what I mean by that a good example is Paul now if you read some of Paul's letters like Romans Ephesians Galatians uh, what's another one? Uh, first and second Corinthians, you know, first and second Thessalonians, you know, if you read some of his letters, he does go at them with like harsh words. Okay. He's just being straight up. He's a straight up dude, but he's doing it with love. He's not doing it because he wants to see you down, like judging you and talking crap on you. Another example is Jesus. Jesus went at people with, with love. He was harshly correcting them. Good example. Pharisees. Jesus was going at the Pharisees saying, no, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this right. He was doing it with love though. Cause he wanted them to have a better relationship with God. He wanted them to walk in the right ways because what they were doing was obviously wrong. They were very judgmental and all that. Again, different topic, but Paul harshly, he rebukes the Corinthians. He rebukes everyone he wrote in the letter too. He was rebuking them, but with love because he wanted them to grow. Now, how can you harshly correct someone with love? I know that sounds kind of difficult, but if you read 1 Corinthians and all the letters and all that stuff, you will understand exactly what I mean by rebuking and harshly correcting someone, but with love. Now, Paul had the right to do that because he had the authority to do that, okay? God gave him that authority to do that. Now, what I'm saying to you is that, okay, we're not supposed to keep quiet. Like, if you see your brother or sister in Christ doing something that they are aware of not to do, like if they're like drinking and they're like extending their limits, then you can go with like, hey, bro, like, I don't think that's okay. Like, you know, come at, go at them with gentleness. So I'm like, hey, that's not a very good idea. Like, I think you should, you know, go at them with love, not like talking to them, like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Why are you doing it? Like, no. Okay. Paul didn't go at them like that, or at least I don't think he did from what I'm reading so far, but I know Paul did use harsh words, but if God is telling you to go correct someone and rebuke someone, they're going to do it. But if he's not, then, hey, just sit back, okay? Let God do his thing with that person or those people, okay? But again, by the authority of God. So if God has given you that authority, because he has given us the authority, but in specific moments. And I will talk more about that later on because I'm learning more about that in this current position. But I'll talk about that more later on. So again, rebuking, it is used for teaching, teaching us about the Bible and by that, we are able to teach others about Jesus. It is used for rebuking, and it is also used for training and correcting. So the Bible trains and corrects us from our wrongs and puts us in the right, obviously. By doing this, we can also train and correct others, but with love again. I don't want us to go around and say, like, I saw this one TikTok where it's like, you walk into like a cold centers and then the guy was like, you hell, you hell, you hell. And I, I thought it was really funny, but like, that's like a bad example of what we're supposed to be doing where it's like going around and say, oh, you're a sinner. You're going to die. You're going to go to hell. Oh, you're nope. You're not going to heaven. Like, that's very ugly. We don't want to go at them with that because Jesus brought hope. So let's bring hope to other people. Amen. 
So obviously reading the Bible is a key thing in Second Corinthians Second Timothy, I'm sorry, Second Timothy three sixteen, it teaches us what the Bible is and how reading the Bible is you it brings life into us. It teaches us and teaches everyone else. It's used for rebuking it rebukes us first and foremost, okay? It rebukes us, it harshly corrects us in our wrongs and we feel conviction like mm. Okay, God, I hear what you're saying. I know what you mean. Let me go ahead and change that. And it is used for training and correcting. Again, changing our ways and correcting us in our walk. Even the simplest things, I'm like, dang, like, God, you did correct me in that. And I'm and I'm sorry, forgive me. You know, it just makes us become repentful. You know, like, go into repentance, Does that if that makes any sense. But yes, reading the Bible does help when we're fasting and it helps us grow spiritually and grow closer to God. Another thing is worship worship uh, can go in different different definitions it can mean many different things the first thing we all think of when we think of worship is songs okay singing so worship is the orientation of our entire life to live in awe of who god is and what he has done for us now again the first thing i think of a worship i think of songs okay i don't know about you guys but that's the first thing i think of another act of worship is generosity Another act of worship is serving others. Another act of worship is loving others, forgiving others. Again, it's just an orientation of our entire life to live in awe of who God is and what he has done for us. So when we're forgiving others, we're reminding ourselves that God forgave us. When we're loving others, we're reminding ourselves that God loves us. When we're helping others, Jesus has helped us. You know, it's a, it's an orientation of our entire lives of what God is doing in our lives. So in first, uh, not first John, I'm sorry, John 4, 24 it says, for God is spirit, amen, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So when we worship, we come before him with everything that we have wholeheartedly, okay, wholeheartedly and humbly, humbleness, again, we're supposed to come before the Lord humbled. Like I said in last episode, I believe it was in Matthew, where it says, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted, Come on, like let's let's get it together, you know what I'm saying? So again, we come to him wholeheartedly and we come to him with a humble heart and acknowledge the truth of God and of Jesus. So when we worship in spirit, we're coming in with the Holy Spirit. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to take over and allowing the Holy Spirit to let us worship him and allowing the Holy Spirit to worship him as well. So when it says, and in truth, when we're worshiping in truth, we're acknowledging that Jesus is the son of God, that God is the father and God is the most high. God is the king and all the good stuff and all the almighty, the omega, the Jehovah, you know, just every name that is holy, that is of God. (laughs) That is the truth. We're acknowledging the truth. We're admitting when we are worshiping and singing these songs, because singing is a way to give back to God. Okay. Singing to God helps us remember God's word. It helps us go back and just remember his promises, remember his uh, faithfulness in the Old Testament and the New Testament with Jesus. It just helps us acknowledge the truth about him. And what is God's word? God's word is the Bible. Okay. I'm not going to go further into that because that is for next episode. So I'm going to stop and put a hold right there. But again, we are glorifying and praising him for our Action. So when we come to worship and anything that we do, we come to worship in spirit and in truth, acknowledging that he's a, that Jesus is the son of God, that God is the father, the almighty, the, the beginning and the end, that he is the way that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. OK, so singing is a way, a way to get back to him. And again, just worshiping in all acts of worship is a way we are growing, growing closer to God because we are becoming more like his son. 
Jesus. Now, the last thing I would say, the third thing is prayer. Now, a lot of people may struggle with prayer. I know I did, and this is something I am fasting for, you know, to grow in prayer, because you can fast to grow in your prayer, and that can only happen when you spend time in prayer. Like, if you want to grow in prayer, you cannot just sit here and be like, God, I want to, like, I don't know how to pray, but then you have no training. Like, you're not training yourself to be in prayer. Back to the concept of prayer, whether you know how or you don't, prayer plays a big, big part in a fast. Example that I found in Matthew 17, verses 14 and 21, this is talking about how the disciples couldn't cast out a demon which is something I was talking about earlier but they couldn't cast out a demon they just they just couldn't so in verse 29 Jesus tells them this kind does not go out does not go out except by prayer and fasting okay so prayer and fasting like I said in the beginning the intro to what is fasting they are parallel to each other prayer and fasting are like best friends they're like the cousins (laughs) they're best best friends okay when you are praying and fasting they are the best of friends ever so when you are in a fast you are making sure you're praying as much as you can I'm not saying for three hours hey if Holy Spirit tells you to pray for three hours then pray for three hours okay but at least three a day or two a day, or make it long enough, you know, just extend your prayer, extend what the Holy Spirit is telling you to extend, okay? So Jesus tells him that this demon couldn't go because you were not in prayer or in fasting. You were just saying, yes, come on, Jesus' name, come on, Jesus' name. But there are times in our lives where a lot of things are not going to progress if we don't pray and fast. Now, the Lord may be teaching us this to continue on our fast, to train us in our fast, or to grow more deeper in with him, because we can grow deep and deep and deep with Jesus. So there, like I said, there are a lot of things in our life that we're not able to accomplish or extend or exceed to, or, you know, succeed in because we're not fasting or something we need to grow deeper in. Because again, fasting is a spiritual power to walking with Jesus is a spiritual discipline. I would say fasting really, really helps us deepen our relationship with him because we are submitting to our spirit. And I talk about that in the first episode, what is fasting? We're submitting to our spirit and we're kind of letting go of the flesh, the fleshly desires, that the flesh is submitting to the spirit and the spirit is dominant and not submissive to the worldly things. So prayer and fasting go hand in hand. When God has not answered prayers for a certain need, try fasting with prayer. Proper fasting often results in significant spiritual breakthroughs, okay? While we rely on the spiritual tools of prayer, Bible study, and meditation on a daily basis, we occasionally need the power tool of fasting so yes reading the bible goes hand in hand worshiping goes hand in hand but prayer is a big big one it is also a spiritual power tool especially when we are in fasting because you pray for anything bible tells us to pray for anything and everyone and every single little thing on this earth that we're called to pray for anything because that helps us deepen our relationship with god because prayer is communicating to god and him listening to our prayers him listening to us and just kind of Again, growing that deeper, deeper relationship. So in summary of it all, reading the word, um, worshiping and praying, they all help us grow closer to God when we're in a fast. So in all of this, we're inviting God to be with us. In reading the word, we're inviting God. In worshiping, you're allowing God and inviting God into your heart. In prayer, again, you're inviting him in your moment, your, your, your sacred moment. You're inviting him into your circle, you know? By inviting him into our lives, we're submitting ourselves, our flesh, our desires, our will to the Heavenly Father. We're giving all those things. And you know what, God, I surrender. I'm giving this all to you. I'm no longer holding on to what my plans because you told me your plans are better. And what I thought was the best, you have better for me. 
I mean, is it is it wrong? So again, humility comes into play. You have to be humble for the Lord. You have to acknowledge that you need him. You have to acknowledge that, you know what, God, I can't do this on my own. I'm not that top G that I thought I was, that you are that top G and you are that man. You are that God. You are that son of God that I need in my life. So just letting go of the ego, letting go of the pride and letting go of the, I think I know what I'm doing. Just let it go and give it all to God. Again, humility. And I'll leave you guys off on this verse. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Amen. Well, that is it for today's episode. Um, Comment down below what stood out to you in today's episode. What has God spoken to you through this episode? I would love to hear you guys' feedback. Also, comment down below how your guys' fasting is going. If it's pretty um, tough, um, I'll I agree. I agree. It's very tough. But please comment down below what stood out to you in today's episode. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on YouTube. And yes, again, I do have a donations funding app for God's ministry for this ministry. It is called, it is a cash app on fire podcast altogether, all lowercase. It's in the description. If you'd love to donate, go ahead and donate. Um, go ahead and follow all the social media platforms down below. Um, the TikTok, the Instagram, um, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel because I'm planning to have more vlogs coming out. Uh, hopefully, that is the plan by the end of this month or next month. So you guys will see more of my face, which is not, <laughs> which is something I'm, I'm very camera shy. So we're just going to see how God breaks me out of that. And yeah, so go ahead and follow all the social media down below. The TikTok, the Instagram, follow um, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that for future vlogs and that is it for today i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the word and kind of just getting an explanation on how it looks like to grow closer to god and the spiritual growth and all that good stuff so i hope you guys are staying strong in your fast keep going don't give up god loves you i love you god loves you more and that is it for today all right bye bye i'll see you i'll talk to you guys next week sabrina out